0: Everyone, welcome to day five of the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. So I'm super excited for today. Let me head over to the chat box. I know that Facebook be acting funny. It just says Facebook user, but nevertheless, we're giving people shout outs. So we got Hey, Hey, uh, we got Doctora. Okay. She's been on here every day. Hello. We have Angela. Good afternoon. We have Bethany LCSW from Texas. All right, Texas, let's go. And then we have Paula. We have Devon, Miss Allen from New York. Okay. So I'm just loving all the love that you all have given, not just me, But your team, um, whether you got a team now or not, it is giving yourself kudos for investing in yourself. So we have Angela and Angela will be coming on live um, in a moment. Actually, you know what? Let's let's do something a little different, Angela. I'm gonna bring you on first because I know that we tend to like let these things ride to the end, and people are like I want to see the therapist, so we'll we'll do it in the beginning. <laughs> All right, um, so let's see. We have LCSW man, New York being here popping. Okay, East Coast be showing major love, and then um, somebody said that they've been they've been catching up, enjoying, and they've been able to cut, catch the live today. So just a brief announcement before I bring on our guest is let me just give you an overview about what's about to go down today. So as of the last four days, we've been talking about mindset as a CEO business owner. We've been talking about how to get out of your own way, how to apply the be, do, have model, how to look at your business in terms of the hierarchy of needs, where you are compared to where you want to be. And then of course, everyone should have access to that free course in which you're able to assess the health and the wealth of your mental health business. And so what you'll see on the bottom of the screen, and we're just going to leave it there, is that if you want to get on the DTA notification list, which means that you'll get first dibs of getting access to a particular bonus that I'll talk about today, um, you definitely want to get on that list, okay? Um, general open enrollment for the Dope Therapist Academy is on Monday. I'm going to talk today about behind the scenes of VTA. I'm going to explain to you, going through it like a fine tooth comb, exactly what you can expect out of the program. And then, of course, I'm going to take you, I'm going to share my screen, and I'm going to share with you what the Academy actually looks like, because I think that that's very important. Okay. So I'm going to bring on Angela. All right. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good, good. So let's go ahead and hop in. If you could introduce yourself and let them know, how did you find DTA and what was it like when you first got in there?
1: Oh my goodness. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Angela Clack. So I am an LPC and a PsyD. I am currently in private practice and I practice in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So I think how I found you is a little bit different than everybody else, which is part of my story, is that I actually have been following you way, way, way long time ago through another coaching group. And that opened my eyes to the possibility that, oh, therapists have coaches who have therapists who have co- So I realized through that, I was like, oh, so because that group wasn't exactly giving me what I needed. So I continued to follow you. And then when you started to do more things around the DTA, I had followed and followed. So it took a little while for me to, to hit the button, but I did last year and I'm here now.
0: Nice, nice. So, what has been like? What, what were, you, what was your business like, or where was your business before you joined the academy? Because I know we've had a what four different therapists on here, and they all started somewhere different. So, I think this is really good for the listeners and viewers because everybody starts at a different place.
1: Yeah, and I think I really started at a different place because I've been in private practice since two thousand eight. Mm. So it's it's not. The practice part isn't new; it's the business part that I have gleaned so much. So, about the time that I would have started here was probably around the the pandemic, right after things started lifting a bit of pain. So, I was um, pretty well burned out. I, I was definitely burned out, and I knew that there was more. And I said, I do not want to retire doing therapy one to one for the rest of my life. I knew that you know I had written a book. I had I wanted to speak. There's just so much more. But I wanted to grow my business. I thought I was until I joined DTA and I realized like, wow, look what you were trying to do on your own and how much information you just didn't know and how much I've learned and how much I've scaled in the time that I've been in DTA.
0: That's awesome. So you mentioned a cool word because we've talked about it in the community and you have some awesome things going on right now. So can you um, highlight some of the big wins that you had? as a result of, I'm not gonna highlight the strategies of DTA, I'm gonna say what wins have you had in your business or personal life, and or personal life as a result of becoming a better business owner?
1: Business is definitely the knowledge of what an SOP is, what it looks like and how to put it together. I have hired and let people go and didn't have a thing, a leg to stand on if it ever came up again. <laughs> So when you brought on Marissa, her whole presentation shifted my business right there in terms of bringing on HR, in terms of how to do an exit interview. She would do them. Even She even helped me to see that I should be an escort when it comes to taxes. She shifted everything for me. No one has ever told me that based on what I was making. The other thing that happened in my practice is I now know where my money's going. Mm -hmm. before I could see that the money's coming in, but I couldn't figure out where it was going. So every month when you have um, the monthly numbers that are due to you, when I break that down, I break it down even by clinician. Mm -hmm. So I'll say how many, if they were on vacation, wow, this month was lower because of this. And I need to make sure I can make payroll. Mm -hmm. So me tracking my numbers is helping me also to see who my referral source is. Now I know who's referring to me. So I'm gonna nurture that group. I mean, I can tell you personally and professionally, it's the mindset. Everything, I always tell people, everything is about mindset. I learned that, and I knew this, but I really embodied this, that you have to work on your business as much as I was working in it. I had it reversed. I was spending too much time seeing people and not nurturing the business, not building the framework that I'm learning to build, the SOPs, even the consultation process. That's the big one for me. Mm -hmm. I kept saying, how do people do this? I kept seeing it on their website. So how do they do this? So even setting up an SOP for a consultation, written out, created a video so my staff can do it when I can't do it. (laughs) Like all of that. And this is fast paced. So this is not like I'm sitting back, you know, just taking my time. These are things that when I see it, I just go for it and put it into action.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you pulled out so many things and for the viewers, you'll see all of this in a moment when I break down what's included and I'm going to call now our DTA vault. And so what we did in the community, because we, I knew that I was entering into my 10 year celebration is that I wanted to go like extra, extra um, for my 10 year anniversary, but also for the therapist, because all of us had came out of a two year time timeframe um, incubator where mm. we retired. Some people wanted to throw in the towel. It was just like so many thoughts that were happening. And so I said, how can I equip these therapists with so many resources, even if they're not ready to receive them, they can have them accessible. And it just so happened that every single bonus that I wanted to do in this year, everybody was available in the first quarter. And so what that means for anyone who ever gets into DTA is that they will get access to, which I'll show you, um, these list of bonuses. But one of the biggest bonuses, and I would say majority of our students in all of our programs have used her, is like our operations manager for our company to the point where... Some of our mastermind students have used her. Our DTA students have used her for pretty much, even though they probably don't give her a title, she is the operations person to your business. This person does not have to be full time, but she can even technically become like, we would call like your business manager. She's looking at your HR structure. She definitely helps out with exit plans. Um, She shows our students one-on-one that's confidential with her, not with me. (laughs) Like, I didn't even know you met with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get the referral. Like, because, you know, I want people to be able to divulge everything to her because y'all got to get down to real numbers, like numbers, numbers, right? Absolutely. Um, so, because you've been in private practice, but then you worked on your business, um, you made some announcements in the, you know, in our groups. And so, what are some of the things that either you have just did this year, or that you have coming up? Because you are showing up as the expert in your in your area.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it's so interesting because as I've shared out a lot of the the private bootcamp um, link, I just had a colleague from another whole practice, reach out to me and ask me about you specifically and, you know, what I got from it. And I mean, you know, when I was done telling him, he was blown away. He was like, wow, you know, (laughs) and he wanted to know, he said, so what was the value? And that's what I really, he saw that because he sees me showing up because I was a person who did not want to get on Facebook tenure. I didn't want to get on Facebook. I, I didn't want to do lives. It takes me forever to get on the camera. <laughs> I start, I stop, I, you know, but now I'm very comfortable with it because I just... I'm intentional and I just do it. I can't overthink things. I am that perfectionist. If I if I get my hair too long, that video ain't never gonna happen.
0: Well, hold on. Let me let me ask the audience while you're talking. Put a P in the comment <laughs> box if you can relate to anything that Dr. Angela just said. You're a perfectionist. You want to take 15 takes before submitting the video, and then you still don't submit it. Okay. Uh you take a while to put stuff out there, even though it's good to go. Yep. <laughs> okay, keep going. And then the ones that I don't do are the best ones. And people were like,
1: wow, that was good. I was like, are you serious? I just like got up and just started talking because I didn't, I got out of my head. Yeah. So again, I really credit um, my whole experience here to shifting my mindset into confidence overdrive. So in next year, 2023, I'll be speaking in London. Not go, yeah, like I'm like, not to say international. What's uh, the uh, event called? It's not not so typical psychotherapist summit. And yeah. so he just did it in Maui, I think one oh of the Hawaii God. islands. Yeah. I may be saying that wrong. And so I was with him in Kauai before one month before the pandemic. Mm. And so that's when the world shut down. So I had that one month of speaking engagements and then everything shut down because I had more after that. And so here we come two years later and I'm in London. I just came back from Miami doing something with a whole nother group of ladies. And I realized that you don't have to just network with people in mental health. You got to really connect with folks in other um, fields and disciplines because mental health is everywhere. And, and with those ladies, I got to do some self-care work with them. Mm -hmm. And so, and I I recently got a corporate opportunity to do some training. So the opportunities are coming up because I show up and that's what I wasn't doing before. So how would
0: you define one-to-many? Because I think that some people try to like skip (laughs) to that step and we know that there should be work that has to be done because you got to be showing up to these corporations all the way organized because they're going to request things of you. But how would you define one-to-many with what you see in your business?
1: And fast action, because when they need something, what you don't want to do is what I used to do is I'm looking all over my Word documents for my bio and for... speaker sheet and it took days so now when you organize things you already have everything where it needs to be and so they want this this you got a speaker real boom boom you give it to them and you're on their calendar Mm -hmm. so for me one to from one to one is i love working with black women so my work has been primarily in private practice with black women and i have finally again i know people probably like she's supposed to say these things out here with dr tk but no honestly even getting my niche down right okay. came a result of the lessons and the work. So I got it down to, you know, I help black women professionals heal so they can operate in their genius. And then I talk about what their genius is. I finally got that down. And I'm telling you, as soon as I got it down, they started coming. And so hmm. I'm getting exactly who I want to work with. So that one, the one I love. The one to many though, is a way that I can broaden my scope and do other things in therapy. So nonprofit organizations say, can you come speak to our team about racial trauma? Or can you do a crisis crisis debriefing? We had a um, colleague who had a death by suicide. So now you're going before, and now it's virtual, of course, but there could be 200 on there. There could be 300, there could be 50, but it's not one-to-one. And then you get to... I guess some people will have limitations, but you get to name your ticket price in terms of for that hour. What is your value of time? And you've already told us how to even break that down. Your value of time, preparation, blah, blah, blah.
0: You got a number. Yes. And being comfortable with saying that number. That's the thing. If you ain't comfortable, we're going to push it out of you. Say what? Like those are different conversations. I think that was one of the specialty topics. That just so everybody understands, when I mentioned, I think it was yesterday, like y'all low-key get, I'm going to say, I should probably say high key, but y'all get like two programs in one. Um, Melissa has spoke to this. She was like, you know, I don't mind the structure stuff, but I really like when we can show up and just ask questions pertaining to our private practice, mm. because some of those conversations, you will be able to flush out your niche if you allow everybody to like, allow you to have a hot seat, per se, if you want to put your yourself out there and allow yourself to be vulnerable, but then once you get all these things in place, you'll, to me, you'll be better equipped to ask the questions. And this year, I don't know who it, actually, I think it was stem from your question. Cause you have this thing coming up and we end up talking about speaking engagements mm. and that was their introduction beyond the end in our framework of talking about, okay, you have this idea of going to do workshops. Let's talk about what they really require and how much do y'all think y'all gonna charge to say the speaker's course, but we can entertain that conversation because I know what I'm equipped to give, um, and I will let y'all know flat out, like, okay, that, that could be free, or for someone of your stature, you've done too much, so no, it cannot be free unless you carve out what is one of our tricks, like, and I'll just say this: uh, <laughs> we we help you carve out a certain amount of your time that you want to tithe to the community. So everybody, put a one in the comment box if you want to learn or be in those conversations with us where we look at from like Angela's perspective or Kelly's perspective, because one was just beginning, one was already in the game. So they may, I'm going to say, it didn't happen, but somebody in their shoes can unintentionally start comparing themselves to one another, right? Like a Kelly can say, oh man, I want to be like Angela. Angela's charging $3,000 for 30 minutes. I want to do that. But Kelly may still be working out her niche. So Kelly may actually, she can charge But if she's not getting any traction, I may say, you know what, like what uh, relationships do you already have in the community? Mm -hmm. Let's start with people you know. Oh, you go to church or you go to a PTA meeting. Can you figure out a way to go talk to that group so you can Mm -hmm. get practice, talking, get feedback, social proof, and then you build your speaker's kit, your one sheet, and then you start getting paid because now you have practice. So Mm -hmm. I just want to say that because, again, as we continue to showcase our students, like, I don't know what they're going to say. I just know what questions I'm going to ask. We this None of this was prepped, everybody. <laughs> I just sent them and said, what was your life before, during, and after <laughs> TTA? No. And I'm always surprised and excited when they share it, but also that they can reach different people in the audience. Yeah. So if someone was on the fence um, and they did not do, because we have people who may only look at day five, you know? Mm-hmm. So if somebody was on the fence and today was all they saw, What is something that you can share with them that will help them make the decision if DTA is the right fit for them?
1: So I think the first thing I would say is, do you know what you want and do you know what you need? I was in some ways very confident from the very start about why I was stepping into this space. So I have learned when you go to you can go to a lot of events, but I've learned to come in with expectations Mm -hmm. so that I can get what I need and not waste anybody's time. I knew that I was burnt out. I knew it. I knew that my business could scale to another level, but I didn't have all of the information to get myself there. So I've learned a lot. I've, I, ca- I have a binder of everything I've done. Yes, I, I'm old school, so I'm paper. I like to touch things. You know, I'm a planner girl, so I like things like <laughs> Like things like that. And I like to go back and look at how far I've come and what I've done in my business. And a lot of these again are things you don't. I just didn't get them in graduate school. And there are no CEUs. Even the CEUs you do. I don't even know if people know that
0: you have done these CEUs. They don't even know that I do CEs or what have we talked about in our community? People are so used to either getting free CEs or getting bottom dollar that they don't understand why CEs cost. Yes. And they're re- not recognizing that nobody's doing business CEs to help them grow their business. So you're getting exactly. to one. Mm-hmm.
1: That, that in and of itself, just access to that by being here and learning gave me information again that you don't get. Listen, I don't need another theory. I don't need another book on theories. No offense, because I do buy them, because I always take I'm missing something. But what I needed was how to grow my business because I want to bring therapists up under me. And, and I don't want a business that's here today, gone tomorrow. So I know I need to be and surround myself with people who already are where I need to go. Like everybody, most people in my circle are where I am. So we are trying to figure this out together. I need to be with people who are already way, way ahead of me, so I can figure out how to get there. That wow. that do. If you want to scale and grow your personal and your professional, because for me they grew together. Hmm. So there was no separation. You know, I've said this to people watching me on my lives in terms of my whole weight loss journey. That was personal and professional. Like I was intentional. I was focused. I had a trainer. Same thing, a coach. I left my nine to five because I had a coach who helped
0: me to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave. That you even compare the two because some people will compartmentalize mm-hmm. them and they'll say, I need a coach for my money. I need oh, a coach man. to help me buy a house, aka a realtor. I need a coach for health. But then yeah. when it comes down to the one thing that's going to pay for all this and your lifestyle and your longevity, mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, I don't want to invest in that.
1: No. Yeah. It's important. They're not, I don't see that they're to, together. I mean, like we treat our clients holistically. It's yeah. the same for us or different parts of your life. They need to be nurtured, cultivated. And that's, and, and that's why this is an investment.
0: That's good. So everybody put an A in the comment box. If you love angela's story okay she's going to london so y'all better make sure y'all cheer her on you feel me okay she's going to speak globally yes (laughs) so i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart we'll be checking in okay but everybody's showing you love in the comment box thank you i'll see you in a couple of weeks right (laughs) all right bye dot com.